Welcome back, friends. Hey, everyone. We have a really special guest today that will be joining us. Uh, his name is Daniel Lyon, and Ellen and I have known him for probably about five years or so. Yeah. He has worked with our practice and had hair restoration because he had a burn to his scalp, like trauma to his scalp. So we're going to let him share with us his story. Yeah, he's really great guy, super inspirational, works with a couple different foundations, made something out of a not great situation into pretty awesome. Yeah. So he's just very, very cool guy. I'm really excited to welcome him. Welcome, Daniel. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Daniel. Hi. Good to hear both your voices. I know. We're so excited to have you on our little show. As soon as we decided to do this, I'm like, oh, Daniel, let's reach out. Yeah, you've been on our list. So thank you so much. Have you been on a podcast before? Um, I was trying to think if I have. I think I've done, I think I did do one other one, the firefighting podcast. And, but that's about it. I've, I've actually kept them, kept a little number on them just because they always want to talk about firefighting. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm over talking about firefighting. So when you gave me the opportunity to actually talk about something totally unexpected like hair, I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we're excited. And you were one of our most fun patients who came through the office and to be able to work with you. So we oh, just wanted you. you, yeah, to kind of share your story about how you got to our office and you can just do a little quick snippet. And then how did you mm -hmm. find the doctor you worked with? And I don't know, just kind of what bring you here. And then we'll kind of stop and ask questions as we go along too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm always, you know me, I'm an open book and I, I like to chat. So you can ask me anything you want. Well, let's start with how and why you found where you went to go get your hair done and why you did that. Okay. So I found Dr. Bob and you guys through um, the International Society of Hair Restoration. Oh, you got it right. Well, I, I just looked it up because I was oh, okay. trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> Back in 2015, uh, I was working as a wildland firefighter and I got severely injured in, um, August, we were fighting a what became uh, one of the largest wildfires in Washington State history, and we were in a bad accident, and our engine went off the road. And um, gonna get heavy real quick, but lost uh, three of my buddies in the accident, mm -hmm. and I sustained about sixty-five percent uh, third-degree burns all over my body wow. in this accident. We were it was uh, called burnover that we were in. Part of my injury was that my hair got basically singed off. I was wearing a helmet um, during the accident, and the band that keeps that helmet on your head melted basically into my head and singed off all those hairs and those follicles. And so I had a bald band around my head. I just really wanted to get that fixed. So I don't remember how I came across the hair restoration nonprofit that basically helped connect me with Dr. Bob. They connected me and I, I filled out an application with the organization and then uh, got connected with all you guys. It was a good experience from, from then on out. Yeah. The operation restore. Tell us a little bit more about that. Was that an easy process to apply for? Yeah, it was. I don't even remember how I really came across it, but I remember I was at a point in my recovery where um, I was finally getting to focus on 
more of the cosmetic side of things. So I was no longer just having to have surgeries for to gain functionality back. Plastic surgery on my face, and I really wanted to get my hair fixed. But at the hospital that I was at, I don't think they had really any recommendations for me. So I started just Googling hair restoration and, you know, found out it's pretty expensive and, and my insurance being that it was cosmetic. So came across that organization. And I remember it, it basically saying that if you had faced any kind of trauma in your life, whether it be a car accident or, you know, firefighting, you could fill out an application and they would connect you with a doctor and um, get you a consult. And so I filled out the application. I think you had to write maybe like a one-page letter, if I remember right. I'd looked at some of the other stories that they had on their website and people that they had helped out. From there, it was it was a pretty quick process. They got back to me right away. And there was a lady who was basically my point of contact. I, I think I was living in Montana at the time. And she and her, I told her that I used to live in Washington, so I got connected with Dr. Bob and or you guys are all close to my hometown where I grew up and stuff. So I got to stay with family when I was back over there. Remember that first consult? Um, I felt really good about what was going to happen. Dr. Bob and you and all of you are so easy to talk to and it's such a friendly atmosphere there. So started uh, the hair restoration process. Do you Did you do the FUT or the FUE? I did FUE. Tell us a little bit about that. So it was, I guess you could say, well-seasoned to a surgery or well-accustomed to surgery by this point. I had a lot. You know, I don't... Well, do you, do you technically consider that a surgery? What do you guys call it? Yeah, Is that a surgery? I mean, it's a it's a local anesthetic. It's definitely not a hardcore surgery. But yeah, it's a hair surgery. Okay. So... Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really nervous about it or anything. I knew it was gonna be a lot less invasive than all the surgeries I had before. And I really got to look forward to the surgery because I knew it was gonna improve my my overall looks and confidence in myself. I don't know if you guys remember this, but my first consult, I had really, really long hair. Yeah, I was that? gonna bring that up because I remember it was so long. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the backstory of that was when I was in the hospital, the the burns on my head, you know, I lost probably, I don't know, I would guess maybe 20% of my hair to the burns. The other 80% of my hair was pretty healthy and growing, but um, where those burns were, I had hair that was a little bit of hair that's still trying to pop through. The rest of my hair that was still growing regularly was getting matted into those burns and I think it caused um, um, an infection and just a lot of issues. So I think it was every other day they would come in, the nurses, and they would have to completely shave those burns to stop the hair from growing. Yeah, exactly. And um, I remember they had the cheapest Bic razor that you could possibly uh, buy. It's just like the single blade oh um, 99 cent razor. And it was uh, just an extremely painful experience. Uh. You can imagine that burns trying to heal, and they're taking a razor over it. Oh, and so yeah, it was it was misery. That was like one of the most painful experiences of the whole hospital stay, on top of everything else. So I, I made a, like a an oath to myself that once the day came that the head doctor said I didn't have to shave my hair anymore, I was never going to cut it. Or at least not for a long while. <laughs> After I think about three months in the hospital, they said I didn't have to cut it anymore. And I just let it 
start growing from there. And then once it started covering, the other hair started getting long enough to cover up those burns. It helped build a little bit of confidence in me just because they weren't <laughs> the prettiest sight to see. And so the, the hair was covering up some of those insecurities that I had. And so I kept growing it and growing it. I think it, I got, it's probably 18 inches or so. That was like and past your shoulders, right? It was right? really long. Yeah, it was really, really long. <laughs> it, once it got that long, it was, um, it was too much maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I just hated having to brush it all the time and everything else. So, uh, I was like, I, I really want to get this cut. And I was wanting to rejoin the police force, which I was used to work for as well. And so, of course, you got to have short hair and be clean cut. So I looked into basically shaving my head again and um, donating that hair, which I did. I looked up a couple of organizations where I could donate the hair to. And I donated it to Locks of Love, which I, I thought was really cool that I that the hair didn't go to waste. Yeah, so I went to Great Clips, caught it, get it, got it cut. They packaged it, packaged it up to do whatever they do with it. And then um, at the next day I had the appointment at your guys' office. That was the start of the, the hair restoration journey. <laughs> you had your eyebrows done too, right? Yeah. Which I didn't know was an option when I was, when I was in the office, I think it was either one of you or Dr. Bob himself brought it up, said, Hey, do you want your eyebrows done? I was kind of taken aback Cause I didn't know even, I didn't even really think about it. And then I was like, well, yeah, if, if you can make those improve too, because those are pretty thin as well, then absolutely. And um, yeah, now I have pretty much regular eyebrows and obviously a full head of hair again too, which is just awesome. Being told that I would have to trim them or else they would just grow and grow and grow. <laughs> and I didn't actually believe it at the time, but yes, I have to trim them probably, oh, I don't know, once a week or maybe once every two weeks. Yeah, they just they don't stop growing. <laughs> <laughs> so they get pretty bushy pretty quick. Yeah. How many total procedures have you had done for your hair? Mm, I just don't remember. Or did we do a couple? I think it well, was yeah, you two or definitely three. did a couple. It okay. was, uh, I want to say it was at least three and possibly four, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I for think. our listeners, when you, when you put hair into scar tissue, you almost have to like hollow out a little space and then put the hair follicle in. Otherwise, if you just poke a little hole in scar tissue, it almost like suffocates the hair follicle. So you have to do it. You can't do as many in one setting. And so for an, you know, for an instance, like with you, Daniel, then you'd come in multiple times because then they could kind of fill in the density more and more and more every time. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And I remember the, the scar tissue being kind of hard to work around, if I remember right, because wasn't there something with the numbing agent that you guys use where the scar basically like blocks that or something? I'm not quite sure. I know that there's not uh, the normal pad, you know, like if you're talking mm -hmm. about a carpet, there's like a carpet pad and it's kind of like down to the concrete, like it takes away a lot of whatever's underneath the skin. And so I'm sure it does affect the different types of anesthesia they can use and things. Yeah. Yeah. I remember something when they, when they were using the numbing agent, it was just having to work around the scars was definitely an a, uh, added obstacle, laid back, <laughs> easy procedure. And Compared to the other surgeries that I had, I, I could say it was actually pretty enjoyable. So, because you just get to lay there, kick back, listen to music, um, watch TV. Yeah, good lunch. Um, <laughs> chat, <laughs> chat it up if you can. And yeah, yeah it's pretty simple. How was recovery for you? Recovery was 
pretty simple. I remember getting, you know, wrapped the head, my head wrapped up and it was a little hard sleeping um, those first few nights because if I remember right, I had to sleep on my back initially. I think we just did the the sides of my um, of my head initially. So I was sleeping on my back, which I'm not used to. So it made sleeping a little bit difficult. And of course, you're, I was worried about, I don't know, ruining the work that had just been done if I bumped my head or something. But overall, recovery was not bad at all. And it was pretty straightforward and simple. Good. Well, it would have to be to keep coming back, right? <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Each appointment, you know, I th- I'd even say it got a little easier too because you you know what to expect um, a little more each time. So, How do you wear your hair now? Now I keep it short. Um, I do like a high fade, so I keep it really short on the sides. Keep it like probably three quarters of an inch up on top. It, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Having a full healthy head of hair is just, it's amazing what it does for your confidence. It makes me feel a lot better about myself. We were all very excited and impressed and just happy with you and for you that then you could have your, the hairstyle that you like. Yeah. Cause it seems <laughs> funny, but it's a big deal. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. It's, I mean, it's a huge deal because all over my body, my, my scars are very um, visual and um, my hands are, are very scarred up. My face is very scarred up. That was, I don't know. I don't know why that specifically was hit to the self confidence, but it always was. And so just having that again is just makes me feel really good. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true. I think a lot of people can relate. It's one of those things. And even like for when people have genetic hair loss, they come in and they're like, oh, you know, it shouldn't. And and gentlemen too, I think it's like, it shouldn't really matter. And, but it's supposed to be there. So I think that it definitely does make you, you know, someone, anyone in any situation feel like, okay, I have normal hair. Like it just, it, it does. It means it means a yeah. lot. So yeah, exactly. And you know, hair. I I would say, at least for me, I think your your hair is probably one of the first things you notice about a person, however they style it or whatever they do. So yeah, just being able to style my hair again. You know, I think a lot of people would probably take it for granted. They don't even think about it when they do it. But for me, getting to be able to style my hair again is is huge. So I know that whenever you were in the office, you stopped by. I can't remember for what, but you got to come during our little holiday event mm-hmm. uh, and, and build the gingerbread. gingerbread. <laughs> yeah. yep. But yep. I think, was it because of your um, foundation that you have? I still work with the Wildland Firefighter Foundation out of Boise. Okay. And um, I work with that nonprofit quite a bit. And I'm actually going there in a couple weeks to go speak at one of their events. Yeah, for a while there, I was doing uh, an apparel brand called Forge by Fire Apparel. I've been over here now in Wyoming for a few months now, but because of the move and everything, I took a break from it. Gosh, it's hard keeping up with the social media stuff, and that's how I was mainly promoting that. And gosh, yeah. social, social media gets pretty frustrating at times. So, um, But when I came back in, I remember, yeah, you, you guys had all got some shirts, and... Um, I was so happy to to hook you guys up with that. And then we were, if I remember right, we were doing a gingerbread house competition. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was, um, <laughs> that just, I don't know, that just reaffirmed how fun your guys' office is. And I imagine it's got to be a really enjoyable place to work. You guys are like, seem like 
all family oriented and it's just a good atmosphere in there. So coming back and visiting like that, that was a, that was a really neat experience. And especially because it wasn't even for a surgery at that time. <laughs> so I just got to come yeah. back to the office and have some fun, which was really nice. Do you guys remember Dr. Nabowski's gingerbread house? What what did he do? I can't remember. I'll have to put it when we post this. I'll put the picture on there. He had like a whole dragon member on the side of it. He he'd never done one before, and he had so much stuff. Oh, it was just oh, that's really? right. Anything that he could put on this house. It was really amazing. over the top. <laughs> yeah. He'd never done one before. I forgot about mm -mm. that. That's really funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was already what probably two years ago, three years ago, maybe. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. that was like mid COVID. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, time's already flown since then. But yeah, I mean, gosh, you guys got a special place to work there. You have so much fun. It always seems like and I remember the conversations we'd always have, even though when I was, um, when we were doing the surgery, I was a little loopy, but <laughs> you know, you can't get me to stop talking. So I remember I always tried talking still as much as I could, <laughs> you know, I was probably slurring my words a little bit, but yeah, it was always such a good time. Yeah, everybody thinks it's really fun once they're in the chair on the drug, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Interesting uh -huh. things you'll say. <laughs> <laughs> For well, sure. you should send us over the link to the nonprofit that you are supporting currently. Did you say it was in Boise? Yeah, it's the, the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. I think if I remember right, Dr. Bob put on a promotion, mm -hmm. um, like I think right after he had started doing the surgeries on me and had donated some to the foundation, which I thought was really, really neat. And um, it was actually right after we did the that interview on, um, what was that TV show? That the we New Day Northwest, yeah. Yeah, he helped promote the foundation and stuff on there too, which was really cool. So it's a nonprofit that um, basically helps in any way they can wildland firefighters who are injured in the line of duty. They help them with their expenses, medical expenses, or if, if their injury is bad enough that they didn't make it through it, they help their families with funeral expenses and all the added you wouldn't think about that comes with dangerous work like that. So yeah, really good nonprofit to check out. So cool that you still work with that and do that with everything you've gone through. So yeah, you're pretty awesome. We do. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that so much. Well, Daniel, any final thoughts like about life or hair or anything you want to share? Well, on the hair side of things, there's somebody out there listening that's thinking about doing the procedure and getting hair restoration. I would totally say go for it. It's essentially a life-changing operation because it boosts your confidence, which a lot of surgeries, you know, if you... Uh, they don't necessarily have anything to do with your confidence if you're getting a broken bone fixed or something like that. But hair restoration can really benefit, I'd say, your mental health and just your overall health, like I said, with what it does for your, for your confidence. It makes you feel good um, about yourself when you look in that mirror every day. It's really a fairly simple and straightforward operation, I felt like. I might be a little biased just because I've had so many other crazy operations. I really would think that most people would say it's a pretty simple process to do. And, you know, it's a little bit painful for the first couple of days, but really the, the, the pain fades away real quickly. Definitely recommend it. And if anybody out there that's listening again and has been through any kind of trauma in their life and it affected their, their hair, check out Operation Re Restore. It was um, a really 
great organization organization for me to work with. Um, it was a simple application. There was really nothing to it other than writing a little bit of, of your backstory of why you need the hair restoration. And the doctors covered, you know, all the costs for me. There was no strain on my pocketbook, which I was so grateful for. And there was, I mean, there was absolutely no hidden expenses or anything. In the end, I was just really happy with the results. So if you're out there and you've been through something, some hardship in life with like that, check out Operation Restore. It's highly recommended. Oh, I like that. That's great. And you were such a pleasure to have as a patient and a friend in the office that we're so I, glad you found you. us. Everybody at the office, hello to all of you. I wish I could uh, come back, maybe not necessarily for another surgery, but <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. come back and say hi. But of course, now I'm a, a few states away, but I miss all of you. You made the experience always so enjoyable. Like I said, the atmosphere at the office is always so awesome. Thank you all for the work that you guys do. And uh, I truly appreciated it. Well, if you're ever over this way, you'll have to stop by and say hi. Yeah, if you're Absolutely. here for Christmas, let us know. You can yeah. be our special guest again and <laughs> pop in for the Christmas party. <laughs> All right. Hopefully we do another gingerbread competition. <laughs> Better start practicing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Doctors some tough competition there. <laughs> yeah, definitely from what I remember. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you Daniel, it's been a pleasure and um, we'll, yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Okay, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Great talking with both of you. And tell everybody back at the office hi for me. We will, for sure. All right. Bye, Take Daniel. Care. It was so good to hear from him. He's just... I know. He's so awesome. He yeah. moved out of the state that we live in, so we haven't actually got to see Daniel in the last couple of years probably. But so great to catch up with him. His story is always so inspiring. And it's just really cool to hear how hair can give you confidence back. Yeah. And hopefully somebody that didn't maybe know for scars or whatnot can hear how it actually works and and it can be life-changing. That's often a question that we get is, can you add hair into scar tissue? And you can. Some people come in with scars from facelifts or maybe a previous surgery from the 1980s or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And this is a great example of transplanting hair into scars that were not created by a physician or surgically created. Yeah. And and it's still possible. So we'll put some photos up so people can check out a couple of before and afters. Some funny photos that we can find from the past. Oh yeah. Look for Dr. Dabowski's <laughs> gingerbread house. Dragon or whatnot. It yeah. was fun. So we'll have to dig those up and add them too. What was the foundation that Daniel worked with? So you can check it out. It's We'll put the link in the episode, but it's called the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. Super cool. Interesting. I didn't realize what can happen that is not covered. You would just think that they would be so well taken care of because that's what they do is take care of us. And it's not always the case. So a really cool foundation to um, contribute to if you have the means. Yeah. So. Check out, maybe donate. And then the other place to look would be at the ISHRS, the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery. And they have Operation Restore, which is a really cool program that basically does pro bono surgeries for folks who have been through different traumatic events for hair. Yeah. I helped him out. If there's anybody out there that is looking thinking, for that. Kind yeah. Of there, there's no hope there is. So check it out. Uh, a couple of cool, cool places that you can find. And then also remember to find us on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Leave us your questions, comments, and we'll see you next week. Bye.